Welcome to Just Be You with your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Parzinski. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes as Coach McKenna and Father Jason discuss how athletics and faith help us to become who God created us to be. And now here are your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Parzinski. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Father Jason. And I'm Coach McKenna. How you doing? And we also have with us a special guest who's joining us for the whole program today. We have uh, Sean Rose here, who is... You want to introduce yourself, Sean? Hi, guys. I'm Sean. I'm 14. You know, 8th grade. Where do you go to school, Sean? I go to St. Rayfields. In Hamilton? Hamilton, yeah. Excellent. And so Sean's going to be joining us on the radio. He also just got his acceptance to Notre Dame uh, High School. I almost said university. <laughs> That's down the road, maybe. Um, but before we get into the program, uh, let's start with our scripture verse to set the tone for the episode. And I'm going to pull from Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear or be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I think especially as we find ourselves dealing with the the various things that we have to restrict ourselves in doing that are our normal routines in light of the coronavirus, that this verse comes to, to a significant place for our hearts and our minds right now, because it's important to recognize and to keep in mind that God is with us. He has not abandoned us. He's with us wherever we go. And yeah, our, our lifestyle might have changed a little bit. We might not be able to do the things that we want to do. We might be getting stir crazy a little bit at this point. But God is there with us, and it's important for us to turn to him, open our hearts, spend time in prayer, so that we can recognize all the benefits that we can gain from this time. I mean, I think that's a great scripture, and uh, we're, we're doing this a little different this week because uh, Sean and the Father are in the studio, and I'm the phone guest today, but uh, uh, it, it has to be that way because it's going to lead into what I'm going to talk about. I uh, had a little setback. I was in the hospital for a week, uh, a little heart thing and everything. But you know what? If I didn't believe in God and I didn't have faith in my life, never would have got through what I went through. And you know what? He puts you in real neat situations. Um, about the third day, I got a roommate, a guy 89 years old named Ozzy. And um, what a guy of faith. I mean, just strong with his faith. I would listen and talk to his, uh, his wife and his daughter on the phone and everything. And then we got talking faith to the point was that I just felt like I had a brother in the room with me and I had someone to share. And you know what? God could have put me with anybody, but he put me with him. And it was tough because you know what? Everybody knows how I am. My, my wife, my wife had to leave. Wasn't allowed to be up at the hospital with me because of this whole virus thing and everything. So God put uh, Ozzy in my life. So when I left, I had had my rosary with me and everything, and I've got a couple of nice ones and everything. I left my rosary with Ozzy, so we'd always have a connection. So, you know, I now have another brother. So in all these negative things that went on, something positive happened. And, you know, a lot of positive things going on, and I think that's what we have to look at. Sometimes we get all caught up, Father, in looking at the negative things and everything. But look at the positive you got sitting right next to you. Guy who, you know, possibly coming to Notre Dame, nice young man. And uh, that's the kind of things we should be talking about. Yeah, you know, it is remarkable. So Sean was able to join us a while back when we had the father-son uh, Bravehearts retreat. So, you know, Sean, you had that unique opportunity to get to know Coach and I a little bit better. Of course, you and I have known each other for a few years now. Yeah. Um, so tell us what tell us what your experience was of Bravehearts, you know, kind of going into starting with that. Well, it was a lot of fun. I thought it was going to be really boring. Like, we were just going to do a lot of prayer stuff. But we ended up doing a lot of stuff. We woke up really early in the morning, I think like 5 a.m. Yeah, about that, yeah. To go to the beach 
freezing cold. We got some nice pictures. A lot of good father son time. I had a lot of uh, had a lot of fun with all the other kids there. Probably were in the pool till like midnight one day. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it really was a uh, it was a unique opportunity. And of course, you were on the younger side. Um, although a lot of the guys seemed to be in that like around that ninth grade zone that that were there ninth tenth grade. So uh, it wasn't too far away age wise, but. Uh, but, you know, of course, Sean is in this moment of transition, as are many eighth graders, as well as our seniors in high school, uh, you know, who are making that transition to the next stage in their life, which is always exciting. Um, even those who are graduating from college and, you know, it's like preparing for that transition. And I think that's one of the things, you know, that the coronavirus really kind of brings to light is how difficult change can be. Uh, you know, and I think that's one of the areas that we need to reflect on, because if we if we have a solid relationship with God, I think it's a lot easier to accept change uh, because we know that he'll provide what we need and he'll help show us the way. I mean, I believe, you know, and you guys know how I feel about this. God's with us all the time and he's walking with us all the time. This was meant to be. You know, and I know everybody's going to get all, what's Coach talking about? You know, people dying and everything, but it's meant to be because I think we need this. I think we need to go home family time, faith time, and we need to learn to reinvent ourselves because our world has been in a mess for a while. And I think God looks down and says, what is going on down there? And I really believe my opinion only that this was created. And he says, boom, let's, let's send them home. Let's reconnect. Let's build that foundation all over again. And I think that's what people have to do. Reconnect. Father, we were talking yesterday and you were talking about driving down the street and seeing kids playing outside. When was the last time we saw kids playing outside in the street, yelling, oh, here comes a car, we got to move? You know, <laughs> they're inventing games. Um, the guys that I'm training right now, they have to, have to reinvent some things. You know, I've written about 50 different programs right now because they send me pictures of what equipment they have at home. But they keep, some guys have nothing. So, you know, I was really proud of Bryce Goodwin. Walked up to Allentown High School, found a tire. He's up there flipping tires. Um, Huggy Bear, who I love found this great hill and I put the video on Facebook. It, it looked like something Gail Sayers used to do. And you know, that's what they've had to go out and do. And I think we've had to reinvent ourselves and I don't think that's a bad thing. No, I don't think it is at all. So, you know, Sean, tell us a little bit about what's been changed in your life. You know, Well, I gave up Xbox for Lent, right? Oh, a big, and, big sacrifice to make yeah, right now. Yeah, and I didn't think it was going to be that bad because I would see my friends at school and stuff, and I had other things to do. But then the coronavirus happened, and now I'm just at home for two weeks. So so what I've done is I've picked up riding my bike. I ride my bike a lot, probably a couple hours a day, kind of getting out there. I see a lot of kids my age outside too. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's a whole different thing. You know, it's kind of interesting how the Latin sacrifices that we've made have, have taken on a whole new meaning, yeah. like giving up Xbox yeah. and all of a sudden, boom, you're trapped inside. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you got nothing to do. You know, I gave up Amazon, like one of the worst times to give up online shopping. You know, it's like now you can't go into stores and it's like <laughs> so. But, you know, I think it's kind of the interesting part about right now. You know, we never know when that that left ball out of left field comes. Right. That's the expression. Yeah. Sean's here, a baseball player. So, yeah. <laughs> Now the thing is, Sean, you know what you're going to do? You know, baseball's going to come again. 
Um, it always comes around. I mean, that's the greatest time of the year. So what you're going to do, you're going to take advantage of the free time and the extra time, and you're going to do the little things that can help you and make you a better ball player. You're going to go out, you know, riding your bike's a great thing, but now you go out there and uh, I'll make sure you get it. You, uh, you paint that dot drill on the uh, – have your dad paint the dot drill on the driveway outside. You work on your feet a little bit. Our feet can never be good enough. You go out and do little things. Play games with yourself. Ride your bike and say, okay, about every half mile I'm going to stop. I'm going to do 50 push-ups. You challenge yourself. They're the guys <laughs> that are winners. They're the guys that will move ahead. They're the guys that reinvent themselves when something like this happens. You ready to do 50 push-ups after uh, riding your bike every so often? I don't know if I can do 50. <laughs> well, how about we start with uh, 10, and yeah. then we build up. Yeah, and that, I think that's the key is, you know, building up. is starting that, you know, balance in your life. And I think for all of us, you know, in light of, you know, the gyms being closed, you know, that obviously is a big change for a lot of people. You see a lot more people doing the morning walks. Um, there was even a, a – a, COVID-19 suggested daily schedule that was floating around social media. And, uh, and that really was kind of focusing on, you know, breaking up that day to exercise and different aspects. So um, you still there coach? Yeah, I'm still here. What are some of the things that, that you're seeing on your end in light of your, your special circumstance, you know, right now with the way everything is? Oh, with me, uh, you know what? Uh, believe it or not, um, I'm enjoying this because I get to, now that I'm home. Because see, what was kind of neat is being that week where I couldn't see my wife because they wouldn't let her up in the hospital. And, you know, she, she's my best friend. Um, I, I now, you know, I'm home. I'm happy. I appreciate being home. But, you know what? Um, I get to slow down and not slow down because uh, I spend more, the lady at the hospital was kidding me the other day. She said, you got more done in the hospital than you probably do at work. Cause you know, I was writing programs all day the other day in the hospital on the phone, sending them to kids and everything. But what I am going to learn, it's going to give me time to, to, to pull out the best book there is the Bible and, and just give a little faith time, give a little me time, me and God, you know, um, learn how to cook. My wife's going to teach me how to cook. That could be bad because <laughs> I could be eating some bad meals and everything. going to do things I normally don't do. But you know what? At this point in my life, I'm going to get to spend more time with my best friend. And I don't think it could be any better than that. You know, one of the things I'd like to share with our viewers is, you know, in light of the opportunities to spend some time with Scripture, which is the best way you can in developing your relationship with God, is to take time and do a little bit of Alexio Divina. You know, pick one of the Gospels um, and just start at the very beginning and, you know, take maybe 10, 12 verses and allow yourself just to kind of meditate and reflect on those verses, doing Lexio Divina, you know, which is allowing your your mind to create the image of what those verses are saying and to spend some time on what might jump out, a word or a particular image uh, that comes to mind, and to reflect on what God might be conveying to you uh, and trying to communicate to you, and just work your way through one of the Gospels. I mean, it's one of the best ways to really get to know Jesus, and in the process, you'll also inevitably learn how He's directing your own heart and your life uh, right now. But we're going to take a brief break, and when we return, we'll continue our conversation with Sean and his transition to high school next year. Hello, this is Bishop O'Connell. At this confusing and difficult time, I wanted to assure all the faithful that I am with you all in my thoughts and prayers. Most importantly, however, I want to remind you that God is present among us, always. Of this we can be sure. 
When we look at the life of the Lord Jesus, we see how often throughout the Gospels, the Lord is so very close to the poor, the sick, and the suffering. He brought them healing, comfort, and strength to endure the adversities they face. His only requirement was faith. The Holy Scriptures in the book of the prophet Isaiah remind us that surely he took upon himself our pain and bore our suffering. By his wounds we are healed. This coronavirus pandemic has surfaced so cruelly in this holy season of Lent, a time of penance and a time of grace. Lent always places before us sacrifices that we can make to unite ourselves to the cross of Christ in the hope that we will share his glory. So many sacrifices, so many crosses bear down on us now. Even the temporary sacrifice of attending Holy Mass, something none of us desire or ever anticipated. Yet we must pick up that cross and carry it, if only for a short while. God has not abandoned us as he did not abandon his son on Calvary. He is with us too in our great sacrifice. But we will rise from this adversity purified and ready to receive him again. My dear sisters and brothers, in the letter to the Romans, St. Paul wrote, Be joyful in hope, persevere in hardship, keep praying regularly. Good advice from one who knew suffering in Christ. Good advice that I offer to you all. God bless you. Welcome back, everyone. You know, as we as we talk about transition and needing to remain strong and steadfast, you know, the transitions are, are not easy, if we're honest with ourselves. And, of course, Sean, as we mentioned, like many others, are getting ready for that transition. So, Sean, like, what are some of the things that you're kind of anxious about or excited about, about that change from grammar school to high school? You know, you applied to three different high schools, if I understand correctly. Yes. Um I'm kind of worried about, like, right now, St. Raphael's, the school I go to, it's K through 8th. It's only got, like, less than 200 people. So going to a school like Notre Dame that's got, like, 1,000 people, it's kind of it's kind of nerve-wracking. But, I mean, I think I'll get through it. It's not, it's not much of a challenge. You know, one of the, the cool parts about, you know, of course, going to a bigger school, as you'll find, is that all of a sudden the number of individuals that you could potentially be friends with grows enormously yeah yeah that's something and one of the other things you'll find sean that when you come to notre dame and you know i'm going to plug notre dame here a little bit because it's about what we do and you're an athlete and everything we get in there early um i mean not early in the morning but we'll get in there early in the summer you'll get to know guys your own age all freshmen coming in right away you'll train together with them and you'll start to create that iron uh you know iron sharpens iron brotherhood with, with a group of freshmen and then you'll start to see other guys in the weight room you'll start to see guys you saw on the retreat and everything before you hit fall you'll feel like you know half the class and one of the things i will say and i used to always you know people used to tell me when i first came to notre dame that it's a family and i gotta tell you what and i used to say well let's prove that to me well, they've proved that to me over and over and over. And they're going to embrace you as part of the brotherhood, part of the family. And I'm going to tell you, it's a whole different feeling. Yeah, and I think that's that's not just true for Notre Dame. Of course, that's that's true for our Catholic schools in general is that, that family oh, environment. Oh, absolutely, Father. Yeah, and so, so you know, so you'll have obviously different classes. You know, one of the neat things, too, of course, high school is you, you all of a sudden get to start choosing some yeah. of your electives. You know, yeah. you don't have just a limited schedule, uh, which is pretty exciting, uh, you know, and, 
you know, and that's that's one of the things I always found interesting about um, academics is that, you know, when you start, it's, you everyone gets told what you, this is what you have to do, this is what you have to do, but it's the, it's putting those foundations in those building blocks. You know, you you can't build a house until the foundation's in place, and you need you need the timber and the design in order to put everything together. And so that's kind of what grammar school's prepared you for. And now high school is you're starting to come into yourself a little bit more. You get to take a little bit more of what you find interesting, um, and then in college you specialize and really hone in on one particular area. You know, See, Sean, that sounds like being a baseball player, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Because if you don't build your foundation first, right, if, if you don't do the little work, the teamwork, and all that little stuff, you're not going to come up and get that big hit in the game. So if you don't build that foundation early, you're not going to come out and be able to do everything right away. And I think that's the key to life, build your foundation. Yeah, I would agree, yeah. Now, of course, and that's uh, what you've been doing, you know, and, and that's why we're really proud of you because you have built your foundation. And I saw you with your dad at the uh, retreat and everything, and I can tell you've built that relationship. You know, I've seen you, you you do things, and I'm sure in baseball you've done that. So you'll continue to do that. That's a great way to do it. Yeah, so Sean, I got to ask you because, of course, you know, many of our listeners know who your dad is because they listen to the uh, Brothers in Arms yeah. radio program, uh, which your dad is a co host of. Uh, your dad also works for the New York Yankees, uh, yes. you know, so, so baseball has always been a part of your life, I imagine, in, in light of that. Yeah. So how much has, has some of that uh, discipline that's required in baseball and some of the values and, the, and, and kind of the uh, ethos that surrounds the sport kind of formed you into the young man you are right now? Well, baseball, like, it's a complete team playing sport. Like, you can't do anything on your own. You need everyone to play just as hard as everyone else. Like, it's really good because it allows you to make new friends really easily because you have to, like, you can't just not be friends with your teammates and you won't play well. So making friends comes easy when you're on a baseball team and it kind of tra- transitions over to regular life. You become more personable, you'd be able to make more friends. I mean... And baseball, it's kind of strict, your workout regimen and stuff. So you learn how to, like, pace yourself easier. Coach? Yeah, and I like that because, you know, um, as much as baseball, and it is a huge team sport, but to make it a team sport, there's got to be all that individual time. You know, you got to spend that tea time. You got to do those little things. You know, you got to do those drills and everything. You got to work on your feet work and everything. So, again, you're building your foundation up to be that team player. But there is no greater, it, it just working together, especially if you watch a good team that learns how to hit behind a runner or things like that, willing to sacrifice them for themselves and everything. Guys that are willing, you know, hey, you know, to, to, to you know, give up maybe and in a bad fight, sacrificing, uh, you know, putting down a sacrifice button instead of going for a hit because it's good for the team. And that's one of the kind of teams I like to watch, the teams that are willing to work together for the greater good. Yeah, that brings me back to uh, the one speech uh, that Trevor gave, who's the starting pitcher for the Pirates. Um, he focused on that whole idea of, of making that difficult choice to to throw that ball for that that sacrifice uh, bunt. You know, and it's uh, it, it is an interesting thing about baseball because there it's so rooted in not only the way in which we ought to live our lives, but it's very much so rooted in that Christian mentality of needing to sometimes make that personal sacrifice to be focused, uh, to be disciplined. 
Uh, it is really kind of interesting how baseball seems to reflect those Christian ideals so well. And I think that that's important. And I think the teams that are based are faith-based. And we've talked about this before, Father. The teams that are faith-based or have a lot of players who are faith-based, um, it's easier for them to make that sacrifice because they get it. They get it, and they get it what life's about, so they get it what the game's about. You know, I think one of the things, too, you know, of course, right now during this, uh, the whole situation with the coronavirus is we have a number of sporting events that have been canceled and post seasons who have been postponed and, you know, baseball season is going to be condensed. And, and you know, it's just uh, I was I was really surprised this morning when I uh, opened up the email from the the owner of the uh, Sydney Swans, my Australian football team. I like to watch. They're still going forward with games, but of course, no one's allowed to be there to watch them in person. Um but, you know, we'll, we'll see if that doesn't change before the weekend. Uh, but it is an interesting time because we're, we're finding ourselves in these unique situations right now where we have to evaluate how we're going to spend our time. Um, and, of course, sports aren't really much of an option right now because yeah. the seasons are gone. Yeah. So it, it makes uh, even watching television a little bit more tricky. Um, and unfortunately, the television program lineups aren't really all that intriguing, uh, <laughs> no. sad to say. Uh, so it's, uh, it's a great opportunity to spend time with family. You know, we're, in a way, we're being uh, forced to have that family time and, and to have conversations with one another, you know, keeping our safe six feet distance, you know, for the coronavirus social you know, distancing. Well, you know what? And we've gotten away from that, Father. And, you know, I'm the old guy in a group. I'm 65 years old. But, you know, as when I was growing up, I can remember that on a Sunday, you knew it was Sunday, one, because you went to church, two, because there was nothing open. And you could tell the difference between Sunday and every day of the week. I challenge you now, if you had no phone, no calendar, no anything in a normal day, not now because everything's closed, but you drove around, you couldn't tell what day of the week it was. And I think that that has hurt our whole society, that we've lost that family time. We've lost that, you know, that faith time where church was a big thing. It wasn't a hurry up, oh, gee, let's hope the pastor's quick today and gets us out 40 minutes and everything. It was an event. And I think that's what we need to go back to when this all settles down and everything, where Sunday becomes an event. And there's stores that stay closed on Sundays. I love them. And if I have a choice during the week to shop at one store or the other, I'm going to that store that has that commitment to faith. And I think that's important because I said that's what we need. We need to get back with our family, back with our faith. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, I, I'm staying, of course, with the bishop in Point Pleasant right now. Um, and one of the things that, that he can, uh, shared with me is that a number of the pastors had communicated with them saying that the number of views for the uh, streaming of the Mass in light of people not being able to go to church right now is actually five times higher than what the number is uh, for those who used to go to Mass um, during the week right now. So it's, uh, it's great to see that despite the restrictions that we have right now and, and the inability to go to church right now, that people are entering into their faith relationship more. They are watching the masses that are being streamed on the Internet um, and on television. And, and having that connection with God is really remarkable to see that, that this is taking place and is drawing people into a deeper awareness of God right now. And I, and I don't care how it has to be done. I know some people are scared. Some people are just out of their normal routine and they're coming back at everything. But whatever it takes to get people back to their faith, because then we're going to come out of this. We're going to shake the dust off when it's all over, and we're going to come out better people. Um, you know, I, you know, look, 9-11, terrible tragedy, terrible tragedy. 
But look at the way people rallied around each other. And that's what we need out of this. We need everybody to rally together, help each other. You know, there's no Democrats. There's no Republicans. It's America right now. And then that's become it's become a world thing. So we've got to rally together and get strong with our faith. And we will come out of this winners. Absolutely. And, and just as in our liturgical schedule, there's always Easter Sunday after a Good Friday saying this is true with our life is that whenever we're in these moments of darkness, God will always lift us up through his grace and his mercy to an Easter Sunday revelation of his presence in our lives. And so it's always important to keep that in mind. And and returning back to Sean here. So, so Sean, you have an opportunity here. We've got a few minutes left before our program ends. Um, as the listeners who are out there listening, um, what, what might be some of the things that you would like to share with uh, parents out there or other students who are looking at evaluating where they should go to high school next year? Uh, what would you like to share with them? Um, just look for a school that you think has good academics, good sports, whatever you're interested in, and just go for it. I mean, it's like it sounds like a really tough decision, but it's, it's way easier than you think. It's if you like a school, go there. I think that's good advice. And what, what what's the number one thing that's going to help you make that decision for yourself? Like, are you looking for like where your friends are going to go? Um, is there a particular a particular aspect of a school that that you yourself are like, okay, yeah, that's what I really want. That's what I'm looking for. It doesn't it doesn't matter where your friends go. You'll still talk to them. You'll have their number, their snap. It's just where you think you should go. I mean. I have a couple choices right now. I have Notre Dame. I have a military academy I'm willing to go to. It's all a matter of what I think will benefit me the most in the long run. That's a great perspective. And it's, uh, of course, you know, discerning, you know, the different paths. I hope you end up at Notre Dame, you know, selfishly. <laughs> uh, you know, and Coach, uh, I believe that you have a final word for us and a challenge. Yeah, well, I do have a final word, but Sean, I got one word for you. Trust your gut. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. All the things you're saying, trust your gut inside. Trust your feelings, not anybody else's. And yes, Father, I do. I said, you know what? Hey, guys, let's make this a difference maker. Let's change uh, what's going on right now, and let's reevaluate ourselves. Let, let's come back out, and let's come out of this better people, people that help each other. Let's get back into our faith. And I'll tell you what, we're going to be better off because of this. And I'm not letting the devil get to me. And I know you're not going to let him get to you. And our challenge for the day is? Challenge is, I'll tell you what, dive into the good book. Dive, everybody, dive into the good book for this week. Read a passage. I call it a, a random reading. I just open Father Knows. I open the Bible and I just read wherever I am. And you know what? It's usually something that applies to my life and everything. So let's dive into that Bible, restore our faith, and let's have a great week. Until next time, stay focused on Christ. God bless.